Thanks for checking out the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can find the show notes, links, and other helpful resources at hopechurchlv.com slash podcast, YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 52 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast, whether you are joining us on your favorite podcast app or you are over here on YouTube. Um, lots of YouTube people these days, Vance. Lots of YouTube wow. people. Um, love that we're kind of growing some 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 listeners and watchers on the YouTube, even though we're just sitting here in one of the offices here at our church. Somehow, watching us is better than listening to us. Um <laughs> Yeah, we are here, January 2022, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it through uh, a couple crazy years, and uh, we are recording this early, so we are actually still stuck in 2021, but by the time you hear this, it will be 2022, and uh, we are excited about this episode. Before I jump into what we're going to be talking about, you probably already saw in the title, but I am here once again. For the 52nd time with the man, the myth, the legend, my friend, my pastor, my mentor, Pastor Vance Pittman. How is it going, Pastor Vance? <laughs> it's going great, Scott. Uh, and yeah, it is strange, you know, to record this time because we're recording this just before Christmas. <clears throat> By the time our listeners and watchers are seeing this and hearing it, I mean, they've had Christmas, they've now had New Year's. Uh, prayerfully, Alabama has already beat Cincinnati. And the Cowboys are in the second round of the playoffs on their way to the Super Bowl. Not quite as likely, <laughs> but maybe, maybe. Uh, but a lot will have happened from the time. Well, normally, we record this a little closer to the release date. This is actually a few weeks in advance here before Christmas. And uh, so, yeah, man, there's a lot about to happen. And I know for a, a lot of our listeners that are pastors or church planters, man, this season that they've just come through of Christmas, hopefully seen lots of people come to Christ, Lots of people come to know Jesus, begin the process of being discipled in their fellowship. Hopefully a lot of people have enjoyed time with their family. Uh, so, yeah, man, this is an exciting time of year and looking forward to um, the new year that we're beginning right now yep. as we do this podcast. It's the brand new year, 2022. Lots changing in my life in this year, and mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of that transition that we talked about an episode ago. Uh, of transitioning from the, the the role here at Hope and moving into a founding pastor role and going into a full-time capacity with NAM and SIN Network. So I'm kind of living between two worlds right now. So a lot's going on. Lots going on. And if your ears just perked up and you have no idea what he's talking about, make sure you pause this episode and go back to last month's episode um, to hear about what's going on in the life of Pastor Vance and his family, as well as Hope Church. Um but we got some new stuff to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with the author of not just one book, <laughs> of now two books, and that is what we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, next month, in February of 2022, your second book releases, The Stressless Life, Experiencing the Unshakable Presence of God's Peace. Um, man, that's what we're going to talk about. And by the way, before I let Vance loose on, on the podcast... Um, we want to give some uh, give a giveaway away to somebody who has pre-ordered the book. You can right now, if you're listening to this in real time, you can pre-order the book on anywhere books are sold. We actually have a pretty sweet discount through your publisher. Uh, Baker Publishing is uh, offering an awesome deal, like 40% off or something. Um, all the information is in the show notes, but we are actually going to give away a signed copy 
um, of the book if you pre-order. So you can find all the notes, whether you're watching on YouTube or you are in a podcast app. Click on the link, fill out a short form, and we're going to pick a random winner to um, have you just write a, a little note in the in the uh, front of the book and sign it. And we're going to send you a copy, and you can give the copy that you pre-ordered uh, to somebody who might enjoy it as well. But um, we're going to talk about your book that is going to come out in a month. Uh, really excited about that. Most of the people listening to this podcast probably have read your first book, Unburdened. Um, and now we're talking about The Stressless Life. Um, man, let's jump in there. What, why did you write this book about stress? Um, how did this book come about? Um, for those who maybe don't know, um, your story of kind of where this, this content came out of, share that, um, and and we'll talk about the book in this podcast. Yeah. Thanks Scott. And to be honest, I mean, even hearing you say that I have a second book coming out, I still hear that and I'm like, he's got to be talking about somebody else because I never started in this thing and saw myself as an author, had this desire to write books. Um, But over time, there was some content that God had so shaped in my heart and really had done such a transformational work in my own life uh, that we, that, that content had, had been now discipled and taught into our fellowship here at hope. And we'd seen such dramatic life change and transformation here that I began to get this conviction that I needed to get the content down in written form uh, for for (laughs) generations to come. A lot of the books that I read today are written by guys who are no longer alive. And if they hadn't had the discipline and taken the time to write it down, I wouldn't have that resource today. Mm -hmm. So that's really where this book came from. Um, It was one of those seasons of life that I went through uh, in my own life. And for listeners, we, we kind of have told some of this on a previous podcast. I don't know the exact one, Scott, maybe you do. But um, in, in 2013, I had a, a personal, I guess for lack of better words, collapse. Um, uh, it was basically a physical version of a, a nervous breakdown. My body just shut down after 13 years of leading the work here at Hope Church and just developing a normalcy in my life that just expected stress and the pressure of it all to just be a part of it. And just trying to gut through that, I reached a breaking point where my body literally shut down. My body said, enough's enough. I came home one day from the office, um, tried to have dinner with my family. And it was in the context of that dinner. I really couldn't, I just couldn't focus. I couldn't really, uh, understand what they were saying. And I, I just said, Hey, I'm not going to eat. I'm gonna go to my bedroom, went to sleep and literally slept for eight straight days. Hmm. Uh, my wife would come and wake me up and try to get me to eat food. I wouldn't eat. Uh, I'd try, but I'd just go back to sleep. And in eight days, I mean, I, I literally just went into hibernation. My body shut down. Uh, I was exhausted physically. Uh, dropped about 14, 15 pounds in eight days. Don't really recommend that as a, a plan, but it was a byproduct of just my body just going into, <laughs> excuse me, hibernation and shutting down and coming out of that, uh, begin to just, uh, our, uh, some people came around me, begin to help me do a hard reset in my own life um, to just evaluate the way I was leading, the way I was handling things, the way I was processing information And it was through that that a lot of the content of this book was kind of born, understanding that that was not the life that God had for me, that God had invited me into a life of abundance. He says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. 
And the life that I was experiencing was a life that was dominated by stress rather than a life that was enjoying the abiding presence of Christ and the peace of God in my life. Rather than peace, my life was dominated by stress. And um, so the content of the book really unpacks kind of what stress is and why it's not good for us from a biblical perspective, what the alternative is that God offers to us, and then it gives applications of that in multiple areas of our life uh, that I think a lot of would be very applicable for those that are in leadership that are listening to our podcast that are dealing with the same stuff that I dealt with. Uh, so that's where it came from, my yeah. own personal journey. So I guess what I want you to know is that the book really is a life lesson that I had to learn that I hope can be informational for you to keep you from having to learn it the hard way because all leaders deal with this stuff in their lives. All leaders have to navigate the stressors of life. And what I'm not saying in the book is that you'll never have stressful situations. There will be stressors in our lives, but our response to that doesn't have to be stress. Our response to that can be enjoying the peace and presence of God in our lives. That's awesome. Uh, and I hope you've already leaned in and you're already thinking about maybe you've already pre-ordered the book. Um, and some of you, like you said, we, we talked about some of those things in, in 50 plus episodes now um, when it re in regards to Sabbath and rest and, and some of that story has come out. But Vance, you keep mentioning the word stress. Obviously, it's in the title of the book. I think there's a lot of preconceived notions on when you hear the word stress, people maybe fill in the blank on exactly what it is yeah. you're talking about. Um, let's start with baseline definition of stress as you define it in the book, and we'll operate off that for the rest of our time in the podcast. Sure. Uh, when you think about stress, a lot of people, a lot of the definitions around stress include words like fear, pain, strain, tension. Um, but I introduce a definition in the book that's the one that I use and the one that, that I, I want to kind of uh, invite our listeners into. And I define stress this way. Stress is fearful concern when life's demands seem greater than my ability to meet them. It's fearful concern when life's demands seem greater than my ability to meet them. Again, I'm not saying that we can eliminate stressors. There are going to be things, there are going to be circumstances beyond our control. There are going to be situations when we look internally and we go, man, I don't have the resources to meet this challenge in front of me. What I am saying is we don't have to respond to those things with this fearful concern. Now, again, I'm not saying we don't have concern. In the book, I talk about two types of concern. There's genuine concern that is expressed through dependence on God. It's when those circumstances and situations arise, I ask the question, God, what are you going to do? When those things in front of me, when life's demands seem greater than my ability to meet them, I run to the Lord in genuine concern. I think the Bible word for that is burden. I have a burden about something. I take it to the Lord. I lay it at his feet, and I say, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to provide? Fearful concern is the opposite of that. Fearful concern is when I express or my response is an expression of dependence on me rather than turning to the Lord in those situations that seem greater than my ability to meet them. I turn to myself and I ask the question, what am I going to do? And when I begin to look internally and I have not genuine concern that leads me to the feet of the Lord, but fearful concern that causes me to look introspectively at my own resources and I become overwhelmed, that's what stress is. And that's what the Bible tells us is not 
good for us, mm-hmm. that, 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 that we should not have that as Christians at a, as a part of our lives. So that's a ba- great baseline. So give me some reasons now. What are some reasons you give in the book and you want to unpack here of why we should eliminate that stress? Yeah, Scott, a, a key passage of Scripture in dealing with this uh, in the book and for us as Christians as we look at the Bible is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And here's what it says. Do not be anxious. That's pretty clear. <laughs> the word anxious is, is, can be, it can be the anxiety, it can be stress, it can be worry. It's, that, it's a word in the Greek language that, that identifies that fearful concern when situations in life seem greater than my ability to meet them. The demands seem greater than my resources. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. There's the contrast. It's stress, anxiety, worry, or peace. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me give you... Scott, an answer to that question to our listeners, five reasons why we should eliminate stress from our lives as followers of Jesus. Number one, because God said so. Let me read it again. Do not be anxious about anything. You can study that phrase upside and down, uh, up one side and down the other in the Greek language, and it is a very clear statement that it is an imperative from God. It's a command that you and I not have stress. And while we're talking about this, those that are watching are seeing Scott stress, stress eat a Kit Kat over here. I just uh, thought I'm, I'm leaning in, man. <laughs> the bowl of candy right here. How do you not? That's awesome. <laughs> um, that is so great. Uh, but literally, God said, don't do this. Do not do this. Meaning this. It is a sin for you and I as followers of Jesus to respond to stressors in our life with stress, with fearful concern. It's not just people excuse, well, I'm just a stressful person. I'm a warrior. No, it's a sinful pattern of behavior. It's dishonoring and disobeying the word when you and I respond with stress to the situations in our life. So number one, we should eliminate it because God said so. Number two, We should eliminate it because stress is harmful activity. You look at all the stats. I'm going to give you a couple. 43% of adults suffer adverse health effects from stress. 75 to 90% of all visits to the doctor's office are for stress-related ailments and complaints. Stress costs American industry more than $300 billion every year through health care Expenses. That's that's more than the gross domestic product of over 160 nations. Stress is linked to the six leading causes of death in the modern world. Heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. Stress is harmful. The reason, when God says don't do something, he doesn't say don't do it to rob us of the joy and pleasure that's going to bring to our lives. When God says don't do something, he's trying to protect us. He's telling us there's a better way. When God says, be anxious for nothing, do not be anxious about anything, he's telling us that because stress is damaging to our lives physically, spiritually, socially, and in so many other ways. So third reason we should eliminate it is because stress is inconsistent with the character of God. I mean, think about it. We all would say that God is a God of love. God is a God of wisdom. 
God is a God of power. But actually, the Bible says more than that. The Bible says that not only is God loving, but that God is love, meaning the only true love can be found in Him. Not only does the Bible say that God is wise, but He is the source of all wisdom. The Bible not only says that He's powerful, but God is, the, God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. So if God is love, He desires only the best for us. If God has all wisdom, He knows what's best for us. If God is all-powerful... He can bring about what's best for us. Now, if God knows what's best, He desires what's best, and He can bring about what's best, the real question is, what are we stressed about? Like, it's inconsistent with the character of God. It's when we respond with stress, fearful concern, what we're really saying is, God, I don't trust you. I don't think you are who you said you were, or you've taken a day off, or you've forgotten about me. It's inconsistent with the character of God. Number four. Real quick, Vance. Yeah. What you just said, that's kind of a, a record scratch. And maybe you're driving right now, folding a load of laundry, not doing both at the same time. Maybe you're driving or you're folding a load <laughs> yeah. of laundry. Like when you are stressed, what you're really saying is, God, I don't trust you. That was just, I just needed a little more space to breathe there. I mean, that's <laughs> I just a big deal, man. It I is. Mean, but, but, what we, but, but here's what's happening. And the reason we do that is because... Rather than running to him and putting it at his feet, we're looking to ourselves and saying, how am I going to fix this? And what he's invited, a lot of times the reason that circumstance in front of you is so big, God allowed it to drive you to him. And we do the opposite and run to ourselves and respond in stress and fearful concern, and it begins to damage our lives, and the enemy begins to win in our lives. But it's inconsistent with the character of God. The fourth one, it misrepresents the character of God to others. We just walked through 24 months of one of the most challenging seasons of my generation's life, to be honest. Um, This pandemic, the politics surrounding the pandemic, and here was one of the tragedies. When the world looked at the church, oftentimes they saw us just as freaked out, just as angry on Twitter, uh, just as nervous, just as anxious, just as stressed. And what we did is we misrepresented the character of God to the watching world. Yeah, we're in the same circumstance. When you're a Christian, you're not immune from difficult circumstances. The difference is in the midst of those circumstances, we trust a God who is sovereign and in control. And the world should look at us and see him and see our trust in him and go, man, they got something I don't have. And then the fifth thing, the reason we should eliminate it is is, is stress doesn't change anything. Um, Jesus said it this way in the Gospels. He said, you can't add a single cubit to your life by worry. Like it literally changes nothing in a positive way. Now it does have damaging effects in our lives, but positively stress changes nothing. So that's what it is and why we should eliminate it from our lives. It's really good. Um, I love that from that verse in Philippians, you contrasted this idea of stress and God's peace. Mm. And you didn't, Paul did. Yeah. Uh, and what I want to talk about that. What, when we start thinking now towards the positive, really experiencing God's peace in our lives, this unshakable peace that you talk about in the book, what is the first step to that? Obviously, we know stress is bad. Now what do I do to to gain this peace? Yeah, the way in the book I define the word peace as the opposite. So stress is this idea of fearful concern when life's demands seem greater than my ability to meet them. Peace is the sense of divine favor arising from confidence in God and your relationship with Him. 
And Paul writes to the Philippian church and says, listen, yes, stuff's going to happen. But there's two alternatives. You either, you either get anxious, you get stressed out, or through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, you lay it at the feet of the Lord, and there's this unexplainable peace. I love the way Paul says it. He says, a peace which surpasses all understanding. Here's what that means. It's a peace that when somebody says, what is that? You go, the only explanation I got is God. Like it doesn't make sense. I shouldn't have this right now. For example, we had in this room we're sitting in right now, after a service about three weeks ago, young man in our church in his 40s, uh, diagnosed stage four cancer, came back here, our team anointed him with oil. We prayed over him, asking God to heal his body. Um, we spent 10, 15, 20 minutes just praying as pastors, interceding, asking God, praying with him, his family. After we prayed, uh, he looked up with tears in his eyes. And here's what he said. He said, though he slay me, wow. I will trust in him. Now, here's a guy with a wife, a young daughter, a business and he's literally looking at something that was unexpected, unplanned, unpleasant, painful. And he has a peace. It doesn't mean that there's not concern, but he's taking that to the Lord. And when you see that, you go, that doesn't make sense. That's what Paul says. Paul says that we can have this undeniable, unshakable peace from God, regardless of what's going on around us. And there are really kind of four steps to us that Paul outlines here that we, we need to experience that. And the first one is you just got to know God. Like you can't know the peace of God without knowing the God of peace. It begins in relationship with him. We didn't read it, but a little further down in Philippians chapter 4, Paul defines the secret. He talks about learning to be content with whatever he has. Uh, for example, in verse number um, 11, Paul writes and he says, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Paul said, whatever life throws at me, whatever stressors come into my life, I've learned to have peace. I've learned to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to be, a, be a, to abound. In any and every circumstance, here's what he says, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. What is the secret? Here it is, verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. There's the secret. Paul said, because of my relationship to him, I know the God of peace. So because I know the God of peace, I can know the peace of God. But the second step is to live in constant fellowship with God. There are a lot of Christians who know God, but they're not living in constant fellowship with God. And that's what Paul begins to describe when he says, don't be anxious, but in everything, in every situation, in every moment by prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is really about conversation with God. It's about intimate fellowship with the Father. But for a lot of Christians, they treat God like an app. <laughs> when they need something, they open the phone, they hit the app, they look for the information, then they put it away. But God's not an app. What we have is a relationship with the Father where we can enjoy fellowship with Him moment by moment. So throughout the day, as those stressors arise, I live in constant fellowship with God. Number three is to be completely honest with God. Paul uses this word pleading in, in, in verse six here. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication. It, it's that word supplication or pleading. It's making your needs known to God. 
That's what we're talking about here. It's it's making those needs known. It's a being honest with God. I think sometimes as Christians, we think we need to put a facade on when it comes to our relationship with God. But if we're going to enjoy his peace, it's time to get raw in the presence of God. Take the box, dump it out, let all the emotions spill out. When you look in the Psalms, when you see David do this, David just empties his heart out to God. But then the fourth key to this is you got to be intentional about thanking God. He says, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, what am I doing? I'm thanking God for what he's going to do. I don't understand it right now. The circumstance in my life looks difficult, but I know that he's at work. I know that he loves me. I know that he's wise. I know that he's all-powerful. So, God, I don't see it today, but I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And as we begin to do that, we can experience God's peace. I think what's really cool about what you just walked through is some people, maybe, watching this or listening to this and we're hearing you unpack this idea of the stressless life. Maybe we're thinking, man, this is a little bit outside of Vance's normal scope of, of what he writes about, what he speaks about. But I love that what you just talked about is, I mean, it's, it's how God has wired you. It's how God has given you a platform for ministry. It's, it's, it's right out of what we wrote, you wrote Unburdened about. This idea of the only way out of stress is relationship with God. It's in line with this relationship. I mean, to know God, to spend time with God daily, to be completely honest with God. This is this idea of uh, none of those things can happen if you're not in relationship. Yeah. And so, because um, I remember the first time you would kind of share with with our team uh, the idea for this next book, um, I thought that. I thought, man, this is this is a little bit outside of, of kind of the normal Vance Pittman lane. But of course, like, it's not. It's all in the context yeah. of a relationship with Jesus. That's the only way out of these traps that we find ourselves in in life. In this particular instance, this idea of stress uh, I thought that was really cool. And, and then in the book, um, we don't want to give all the secrets away because we want you to pre-order and, well, and check it you, out. Before yep. you leave that, let me say this, Scott, about what you just said. Um, here's what I've learned, and it's the lesson of this book. Everything in my life rises and falls based on time alone with Jesus, Amen. period. Everything in my life. But that includes my emotional, mental, and physical health. Mm. Uh, my ability to cope with the situations in my life daily rises and falls based on my time alone with Jesus. Mm. If I am alone much with Jesus to, to begin my day, I'm able to, with genuine concern, take the stressors of my day, run to the feet of Jesus, lay them at his feet, thank him for them and what he's going to do. When I'm not much alone with Jesus, those same stressors, I run to my flesh, mm. I begin to be fearful, I begin to be overwhelmed, and the cycle begins to continue again. It all rises and falls on intimacy with Jesus. Amazing. Yeah, and in the book, like I said, there are several things you talk about. We're not going to talk about any of those now because we do want people to, to get the book. But, yep. man, you talk about our, 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 how do we cope with stress in our daily schedules, our budget, our relationships, decision-making. For those of you listening to the podcast and, and, and avid listeners, some of these things you're like, man, we've heard episodes on this. Again, this is just coming out of the life and ministry events. Spiritual attacks, when we find ourselves in circumstances, um, really practical. There's a chapter for each of those items and, and this idea of how do we pursue peace rather than stress in those areas. But Vance, as we, as we finish up uh, on this podcast today, uh, as we leave our listeners, what is, they read this book. What do you want them overall walking away with when they put down, they finish the last page of Stressless Life? This is what you want them walking away with. Yeah, I think we need to walk away with the idea that we've settled 
for something far less as Christians than what God invited us into. Mm. We've settled for stressed out lives, just accepting that as normality, that with the hecticness and busyness of the day that we live in, the technology, the global connectedness, that we just assume this side of heaven being stressed out is a part of the Christian life. But God has promised us peace. And settling for anything less is less than his desire for us. I even had some conversation back and forth with my publisher and some of the people on my team about the title of this book. Because originally they wanted it it to be two words, the stress-less life. Meaning you could just have a little less stress. But that's not what God promised us. That's not what his word, his word didn't say most of the time, don't be anxious about anything. (laughs) His word says, do not, don't ever do this. When we as believers choose, or even as leaders listening to this podcast, when we allow stress to drive who we are, we're settling for less than God promised us. He promised us a life of abundance that's marked by his peace no matter what life brings our way. It's awesome. I hope in this quick 30-minute episode you have been inspired to pre-order the book. Like I said, you can click the link in the show notes or in the description on the YouTube video, The Stressless Life by Vance Pittman, releasing February 2022. If you're listening to this uh, a month late, go get it right now. You can you don't have to pre-order. You can do it right now. And, uh, man, we're excited. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for giving the church another resource just to dive into God's word out of the context of a relationship with him. It's what I'm very thankful for in the ministry of Vance and now in the the publishes of Vance is uh, this idea of everything we do rises and falls with our relationship with Jesus. Um, And so this is just another resource. Get it and uh, hope you're having a great brand new year. We'll catch you in February 2022 on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, we would love to help spread the word. You can drop a comment on YouTube, leave a review on your favorite podcast app, or share this episode on your social media. Thanks again for joining us.